0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar wa Nasalli ala Rasooli al karim Amma Baal. Alhamdulillah. Tonight is the 22nd of January in the year 2023. And if the blessed month of Rajab has entered, we pray to Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That he blesses us in our months of Rajab and Sha'aban and conveys safely to the holy month of Ramadan. Ameen. And we moved on to the 34th night that we're going through the illustrious and dear life of the eminent companion, Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik, and have spent a few sessions taking a glimpse into his connection to the glorious deed of Salah. So even during the intense fighting in jihad, his love for salat was manifest to one and all. In Sayyid Bukhari, number 944, Ibn Kathir Tafsir, volume 1, page 677 of the English translation, Sayyidina Anas himself, he relates, I participated in the attack on the fort at Tustar, when suddenly the light of dawn started to become clear. Thereupon abruptly, the fighting raged and the Muslims were unable to pray until the light of the day had spread. I just, just managing to offer it within its prescribed time. We then prayed I, the Fajr prayer with Abu Musa al-Ashwari anh, and we became victorious. Indeed, I would not have been pleased if I were to gain in the life of this world and whatever is in it, instead of that Salah. Mm-hmm. Subhanallah. So let's look at this. So it's a flawless report in Sayyid Buhari and it's jihad. And Asfir would have it just about the time of the Fajr, the fighting became intense. So now the problem is that the Fajr time is elapsing because once the sun rises, the time of the Fajr passes. And the light began to spread, meaning it was getting close. But he mentioned, we prayed the Fajr with Abu Musa, meaning we managed to get it in despite the intense fighting against the unbelievers. And Alhamdulillah, we were victorious. But then he explained how much this was beloved to him. He goes, even if I was to get everything in this world, I would not have given it in exchange for that salah. So think about that. During jihad, the sunnah obviously, like I mentioned in the battle of the trench, the Prophet he missed a few of the prayers due to the intensity. So jihad and due to intensity of fighting is a valid excuse for you to miss the prayer on time. But because he got the prayer in on time, he considered that to be a great, great bounty. Because Alhamdulillah gave us Tawfiq. So as mentioned victory came only after his noble brother Sayyidina al-Bara ibn al-Malik Allah, had sworn an oath to the Almighty and Glorious to give them victory and himself martyred them. So going back a few sessions, I mentioned that this was during the Persian campaigns and it was a critical moment and Bara his older brother, Allah, he swore an oath that Allah helps them and he not only was the help Given He was also martyred. And I believe this was the same encounter. All of these facts and figures should really not come as any surprise. For he was trained by the best. As our beloved messenger had told him. In Dhirmud. Ya Buniyya. Oh my dear son. Be sure to avoid being distracted in salah. For to become distracted in salah is a disaster. So I mentioned this again a few nights prior. He would address him as his son, showing his love for Anas. Oh my dear son, he goes, do not be distracted in salah because this is a disaster. So did he imbibe that recommendation given by the Prophet? 100%. Even in jihad he was concerned, die for the obligatory prayer. In another report our beloved messenger clarified further وسلم, in Bazaar. If he becomes distracted then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Whom are you thinking of instead? Someone better than I. O son of Adam alayhi salatu wa return to me for indeed I am better than the one whom you are thinking. SubhanAllah. So in this hadith, Allah the Almighty and Glorious, His displeasure is shown when your mind wonders in Salat. And he says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, who are you thinking of? Something better than I. And look at that for a question. What can be more important than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So put yourself in a scenario. I don't know. You think this is a very stressful scenario, and you're in salat. And your mind's wondering to what, whatever it was. So let's say somebody's critically ill in the family. The doctor's made him jawabi, meaning he's going to pass away. And you're offering salat and you're thinking of the person passing. Even that is that more important than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So there's never a scenario where what you're thinking of is better than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah, Allah is reminding you gently. because who are you thinking of somebody better than I? And then Allah t'ala says, O son of Adam salatu wasalam, return to me, for indeed I am better than the one whom you are thinking. So note, this is the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa Taala. This is in the heart and mind of the son of Adam. But mm-hmm. Allah t'ala is looking. And this is why it's important that you try to focus, i.e. Uh, during your Salah. And notice Allah t'ala, you know, like one of the scholars gave the analogy. It's like he's given you a yellow card. A yellow card means you've been warned. So when you're offering Salat, your mind wonders, Allah Ta'ala gives you a yellow card. Because is there anything better than what I, than I that you're thinking of? If you persist, then you can imagine what's going to happen. And there's a hadith, you know, I've mentioned it many times, relevant. the hadith is in Nasa'i and Tabarani. And the report mentions that the people prayed behind the Prophet. The Prophet was explaining, salat and when they were praying behind him, Their minds were all over the place. Allah the Almighty and Glorious He revealed to that Prophet tell your people that they purify their bodies they purify their clothes but their hearts are away because I am not in need of what they are doing. So what's shocking about this report in terms of fiqh they ticked the boxes. (laughs) Clothes were clean Wudu was intact, but what was missing? The heart. So if you take the boxes in the fiqh, yes, technically the prayer has been done. Mm. But where's the soul? <laughs> so Allah, Allah is saying, you leave your hearts away, I'm not in need of this. And this is why Imam Ghazali rahmatullah said that this is also an obligation of salat. The reason it's not in the books of fiqh is because you cannot quantify it. Mm. If it was if you could quantify the heart, it would have been in the books of fiqh, but for example, Which one of you could say 20% of your heart was in Salat? (laughs) How do you quantify that? So just because it can't be quantified doesn't mean we should neglect it. This phenomenal man's dedication and love to the glorious deed of Salat naturally rubbed off onto his students. To mention one, Muhammad ibn Seereen, he would stand in Salat all night in which he would complete the entire Qur'an in a single rakat. Mm -hmm. Subhanallah. This is in Ibn Sa'ad in Istabaqat, Volume 3, page 75. Kanzul Umal, Volume 5, page 9. Hayat al-Sahaba, Volume 4, page 58 of the New English Translation. So he had many students, I'll mention it at the relevant time. One of his very famous students was Muhammad ibn Sirin. And he's more famous for the dream commentary. You get the famous dream commentary, Muhammad ibn Sirin's commentary of dreams. So he was a phenomenon. But in this report, what does it mention? He would offer one, in one raqat, in a single raqat, he would recite the entire Quran. So a person, you know, left baffled because how did he do that? Who was his teacher? The one whose feet bled. Who was his teacher? Mm The greatest of creation. So it was rubbing off. So Anas' students, it rubbed off onto them. Another one of his very famous students is Thabit al Bunani. Thabit al Bunani, his love for Salat is another level. There's a report, and the hadith is in Ahmad in his Zuhud and many other references. And it says that he made a dua. He goes, Oh my Lord. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you have allowed anyone to continue offering salat in their graves, apart from the Prophets, please allow me to continue offering salat. So if I stop the report, have we made a dua like that? Because what do we think? We think as soon as I die, chuti. That means you've got no love for salat. If you love something, why would you want to stop? So he was that was thinking when I die, maybe it's over. There's no more salat. So he made this dua. Then what happened? When the angel of death came, he passed away, wa salat, he was buried. And to cut a long narrative short, he was put into a lahad, six foot down, and a short chamber towards the qibla, which is bricked up. One of the people who buried him, as faith would have it, his ring was left in the lahad. So he asked the authorities, they said you can respectfully go back and take the ring but be respectful so when he dug and he took a brick away from the lahad he himself said Subhanallah I saw a huge shimp, and I saw Thabit Al-Bunani offering salat <laughs> he up, took the ring closed it and went back home. so his du'a was answered he was praying in his uh, offering salat in his grave So, Thabith al-Bunani, who was his teacher, Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu. So, notice the Tabi'een are simply the shadows of their teachers. But you got to know who their teacher was. So, this was uh, the great Anas ibn Malik, radiyallahu. Indeed, there is no better way of teaching than by example. And the proof's in the pudding. Where did these great men get that for Salat from their teachers? Anas anh, he said, "We used to make our shoulders and feet in close contact, each with the one next to him." This is in Sahih Bukhari, number seven hundred and twenty-five. Ahmed in his Musnad, volume three, page one eighty-two and two sixty-three. So, Anas, this is his wording, Is when we offer congregational prayer, we would make our shoulders and feet close to each other, next to the one who was next to us. He added, الله, if one applies this sunnah today, then people would flee from him like a wild mule. This is in Abu Ya'la in his Musnad number 3720, Sa'id ibn Mansur in his Sunnah, Fatal badi volume 2, page 211, and is graded Sahih to the criteria of Bukhari and Muslim in As-Saheha number 31. So Anas, what did he say? So in Sahih, Bukhari he said, shoulders and feet, were touching. Then in the other sahih report, he says, if you apply this today, meaning it's getting, it was being lost, mm-hmm. even in the time of the Tabi'in, mm-hmm. he goes, people would flee from him like a wild mule, meaning they'll feel this awkwardness. Mm-hmm. Why is his foot touching mine? Mm-hmm. He goes, you would flee like a wild mule. Mm-hmm. So what are the scholars deducted from this? Those it is em- emphasized that the shoulders of the muqtadis must be touching, with the feet also being from the sunnah. Mm -hmm. So what is stressed is the shoulders. So when you're standing in a row of worshippers, your shoulder must touch the shoulder of the one next to you. If it's not, there's a break in the saf. Mm -hmm. The feet is from the sunnah. Mm -hmm. It's not as emphasized as the shoulder, but it's from the sunnah. Nu'man ibn Bashir, he said, each of us would adjoin one shoulder, one's knee, and one's heel to the one next to him. Each of us, i.e., the companions of the Prophet, ﷺ, would adjoin one shoulder, one's knee, and one's heel to the one next to him. This is in Abu Dawood number six hundred and sixty-two, Ibn Hibad in his Sahih number three hundred and ninety-six, Ahmad in his Musnad, volume four, page two hundred and seventy-six. Darukutni in his Sunan, Volume 1, page 282. Addulabi dulabi in his Al-Qunah Wal-Asma, Volume 2, page 86. Graded Sahih in As-Sahihah, Number 32. So what did Nu'man ibn Bashir say, who was the nephew of Abdullah ibn al-Wahid, he goes, we would, our shoulders would be touching, our knees and our heels. The wording in the Sahih is a little bit different. Nu'man ibn Bashir, who said, رَعِيطُ rajula I saw that every one of us used to put his heel with the heel of his companion this is in Sayyid Bukhari in the chapter to stand shoulder to shoulder and foot to foot in the row so now what's interesting if you look at the report in Sayyih Bukhari it only mentions the foot he goes I saw that every one of us used to put his heel with the heel of his companion if you look at the report in the Sunans, it mentions the knee as well. So now, why is this important to highlight? It is simply not possible for the muktadi's knees to be all touching each other without bending one's knees. Thus, the feet touching each other is merely to stress the importance of the straightening of the rows. I'll say that again. So you get literalists. He goes feet to feet, shoulder to shoulder. And he said, no problem with it. He goes, have you forgot something? He goes, no. <laughs> what about your knee? <laughs> and then he goes, look at you, he goes, knee, right? He goes, yeah, say <laughs> here, So I want your knee to touch my knee. <laughs> how is he going to stand? <laughs> He's going to stand like a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that how you offer salat? <laughs> <laughs> And he goes, Where does it mention me? Sahih Hadith and Abu Daud. Mm. So, does it mean literally? <laughs> yeah. This is the problem with literalism. So, he goes, Okay, which part of it is literal then? Then he's not literal. It's impossible to stand like that. Unless you get a row of cowboys. Mm. So, then you look at the Uda report. What did Imam Bukhari say? Same narrator, he only mentions the feet. Mm. So what was the point? Imam Bukhari said in his chapter heading, stand shoulder to shoulder, foot to foot in the row. Meaning this is how the row is straightened. It's stressing the importance of the straightening of the saf. <laughs> so again note, maybe it was in reference to this fight that Anas himself said, الله, in Sahih Bukhari, number 724, I arrived in al Madina, and was asked whether I found any change since the days of Rasulullah. <laughs> I responded, shay'an illa annakum I have not found any change except you do not straighten the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I <Aifah>, Salat. <laughs> how beautiful. Fiqh is the correct understanding of the sacred texts, and you notice a lot of people haven't got the fiqh. <laughs> They're very literal in what they it Shoulder to shoulder, feet to feet, knee to knee. Show me, brother. He's quoting correctly, but he's not understood what the sahaba was trying to get across. He just quoted the sahaba. The fiqh is understanding what the companions are saying. So what was Anas talking about here? Now, what does it mean? I arrived in al madina Wasn't he living in Al-Madinah? Yes, he was. But he moved to Al-Basr in Iraq. But when he returned, they very humbly said in Sayyid Bukhari, Anything changed. Meaning this is the city of Rasulullah. Surely nothing's changed here. alayhi yeah. What did he say? <laughs> I have not found any change. <laughs> <laughs> Except. <laughs> that you do not straighten in your rows for Salat. <laughs> so what does that mean? Does that mean that there was a bence off? No. It means. They weren't doing what the Prophet instructed, shoulder to shoulder, feet to feet. If shoulder to shoulder, feet to feet, the saf would be straight. Because they're probably weakening on their feet, which he was highlighting. Mm -hmm. He goes, then the saf is affected. And he goes, this is the only difference that's occurred. And where has this occurred? In Rasulullah's masjid. So obviously now, you know, you can see the state of affairs of the Muslims. In fact, when a person puts his foot next to yours, just like Anna said, he goes people would flee from him like a wild mule. Now, why did he mention such harsh words? Because it's sunnah. Why are you, you know, you know, retracting away from the sunnah of the Prophet Allah, this. So, note, this is lost. Now, what's interesting? Anas, what did Abu Huraira say? I've not seen anybody of a salah like Rasulullah than the son of Um Salim. And if you look at these reports, you can see he was hurt over these slight, you know, did fractions in the glorious deed. Another report. Abdul Hamid ibn Mahmud, he relates, Rahmatullah I once joined Anas ibn Malik in his Salat on Friday. We were forced to be next to the pillars by the great number of praying Muslims. Thus, we stood either in front or behind the pillars. Anas thereupon said, We used to move away from the pillars and avoid them during the Prophet's lifetime. So where is this recorded? This is in Nasa'i, 1-13122, Abu Dawood, number 673, Tirmidhi number 229, Hassan Sahih, Ahmad in his Musnad, number 12,366, Hakim in his Mustadrak, number 2,100, Sahih, Fatal Bali, 1-578, Sahih, Greded Sahih in As-Sahihah, number 335. So another flawless report. So what does it say? The Tabi'een who were praying with the Anas on a Jummah. There was too many worshippers. So they saw pillars, like we got pillars here. So he goes, what we did, we either stood in front or behind the pillars. Meaning they didn't pray in between. So because we prayed behind it or in front of it. When Anas was informed, what did he say? We used to move away from pillars, avoid them during the Prophet's lifetime. Meaning, keep away from them. So how strange is that to us? Why? Because it's common. Mm-hmm. Clarifying further, Sayyidina Qurra ibn Iyas radiya he said, during the Prophet's <laughs> lifetime, sallallahu alayhi wa we were ordered not to stand between pillars and were firmly expelled away from them. This is in Ibn Imajah, number 1002, Behaki in his Sunnah al-Qubra, 3-104, Hakim in his Mustadrak Sahih, Zahabi Sahih, Ibn Hibban in his Sahih, number 400, Ibn Khuzayma in his Sahih number 1567. Abu Dawud al-Tayalisi in his Musnad, number 1073. So what did this companion say? Rasulullah very firmly expelled us from between the pillars. Mm. Do not pray between pillars. Mm. Because avoid them. Mm. So now why? So do we need to know? No. Mm. We don't need to know. The Prophet told us. That's it. But... What is the wisdom? Everything has a wisdom. So Imam Kurtubi, he said something very interesting. In Fatt al volume 1, page 578, he said, Because it is the place where the Muslim jinn offers salat. It is the place where the Muslim jinn offers salat. You're (laughs) encroaching upon the jinn. So now think about this. What did Rasulullah say, if somebody tries to crush you in Salat, Mm -hmm. you stop him. He's a Mm shaitan. So if you start praying in between pillars, who are you encroaching upon, according to Imam Mm Kurtabi? Jinn. So if you want to get possessed, or you want to get wiped, pray between pillars. Mm -hmm. So how did Imam Kurtabi know this? But he mentioned that. Because this is where the Muslim jinn of Israel, meaning that's reserved for them because don't pray near there. Keep away from it. Mm-hmm. So now question, what is the ruling? Imam mm-hmm. Tirmidhi in his sunnah 1-444, he clarified, a group of scholars, الله, they held, it is detested to stand between pillars. Mm-hmm. This view was held by Imam Ahmad and ishaq rahimahumullah And in Al-Mughni, 2-220, as did Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Hudayfa, Abdullah ibn Abbas, and An-Nakhai. So many of the righteous predecessors, they say it is a makruh. The prayer is valid, but it's makruh to pray in between pillars. So to reiterate, putting it simply to finish, one should avoid offering salat between pillars. Why? For this breaks the law of worshippers. However, if it is done, the Salat is valid, though a disliked action has taken place. <laughs> this is what the vast majority of scholars have said. So now, Anas noticed the people were always turning to him, going back to the report. They prayed, they didn't pray, and look how interesting. They didn't pray between the pillars. Mm. They prayed in front of him and behind it, And they asked Anas about that. Mm. And Anas didn't say, well, you didn't pray between the pillars, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. He said, we used to move away from the pillars, avoid them during the Prophet's lifetime, meaning try to avoid pillars per se. Mm -hmm. In the congregational prayer, obviously, if you're offering your optional prayer, no problem, but in the congregational prayer, avoid the pillars. (laughs) Unfortunately, some people, they look for those places, why? Because they've got shoulder room. So there's two problems with that. You shouldn't have sholulu. You surely should be touching the next worshipper. That's the first problem. And secondly, why are you playing between the pillars? And then what happens? These same people get You know They're always ill. Right? And then he goes, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe you have a problem with the jinn. And he goes, why? Why do you think what's happened? What's, what's causing you? I'm doing protection du'as. You might be doing protection du'as, but you're playing with us jinn or playing. Right? Do you think protection du'as is going to protect you from the Muslim jinn? And you actually get, and I've heard reports, when a person is flung, he is praying next minute, because someone known force throws him mm-hmm. and he goes, What was that? And he goes, It was the jinn. Stop troubling them. Mm-hmm. Right? And also the other thing which is interesting, the Prophet sallam, he said that when you're offering your between the Azan and the Ikama, do not have your bikes to the kidna because you interrupt the angels' worship. Mm-hmm. So what's now being mentioned? So my back's to the Qibla. Mm. If this was between the azan and the ikamah and I was just sitting here for no other reason like this, I'm troubling the angels. Why? Because they're facing the Qibla. They want to worship. Mm. So now this is also disliked to sit between azan and the ikamah with your back to the Qibla. Mm. People are unaware of that as well. Mm. So what's happening? Like I said, we're spiritual children. We don't even know basics. <laughs> just look at the state of the Muslims how they're offering salat. And then you look where they're praying and look at what they're doing. You think, these are camel signs. Mm-hmm. So note again, Sayyidina Anas, Alhamdulillah, was guiding us to the correct understanding. So all I mentioned today was his connection to the glorious deed of Salat. And notice, he's educating the Muslims. I.e., They're turning to him and he's giving the correct understanding. Are there any questions? So one of the things one the wa